The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a Jew, his name was Reb Mendel Futafas. Reb Mendel Futafas was a chassid, he lived in the Soviet Union, and he helped a lot of Jews smuggle out themselves and their families after the war, Second World War on false passports. His wife also left, his child left, he was caught. And they sent him to Siberia, to the Gulag, I believe around 1946 or 47, and he was there for almost 10 years, I think for 9 years. This was not a place where most people survived. Very few survived Siberia. Stalin managed to murder tens of millions between 1924 and 1930, 1953 when he died during the 30 years of his reign of terror in the former Soviet Union. Remendel would share stories from Siberia. And he once shared a story. He said it was one night and they were lying in their barracks and he was the only Jew in the barrack. And there were many, many very intelligent people who were exiled to Siberia. Because remember, to be an enemy of the state, if you had seichel, if you had opinions, if you had a mindset, Stalin saw you as an enemy, so you were sent away. So you had in Siberia, you had priests, you had professors, you had military commanders, you had generals, you had essayists, you had thinkers, you had university teachers, you had doctors, you had lawyers, you had actors... It wasn't a place where it was just peasants, uh, thugs. A lot of very, very intelligent, educated people. Because if you were too educated in the Soviet Union, you even thought a thought about Stalin that was wrong, you were done. So he says, one night, the prisoners were schmoozing. In Russian, obviously. And one man is crying. He starts crying. It was an unusual sight. What's going on? And he said, you know, I'm thinking about my old life. He was a doctor in Moscow. He was very popular. He was famous. He was affluent. He says, and now, what's left of me? Nothing. (laughs) You know, sack of bones, cold, sick, weak, frail, hungry. I doubt I'll ever see my family. I doubt I'll ever survive. I lost everything. Another person says, you think you had it bad? What about me? (laughs) He was one of the most famous actors in Russia. And now he said, I was sent here. Would I have nothing? No money, no relationships, no connection, no health, no dignity. I lost everything and he's crying. And so every person starts telling their sob story of where they were and where they are. Me'igre Rama used to be on top of a mountain and now I'm Bira Mikta, I'm in a deep abyss. And look how miserable my life is. Remendel said, he says, I wasn't crying. So they turned to me and they said, you're the only one not crying. Probably you were a loser before. Probably had no job, <laughs> no career, no vocation, no family, nothing. So it's actually not so bad, right? <laughs> so Remendus is actually not. He said, I had a very, very good job before. He actually had a good job. He had a factory. And I have a wife and I have children and I miss them terribly. And my life was transformed just like all of you. So they said, so why are you not sobbing? He said, because my career was not taken away from me. They said, what do you mean your career wasn't taken away from you? He said, I'll tell you. I used to have a big factory. And I made a lot of money, as money as you could make in the black market in the Soviet Union. It wasn't so simple. You weren't allowed to really own anything. But I did very well for myself. He said, but that wasn't my main vocation. It was what I did to make money. My main vocation was that I was an Eved Hashem. I was a Shliach of Hashem. I served a God an ambassador of God in this world. 
And that vocation was not taken away from me. I still do that every single day. The difference is in the software, not in the hardware. I used to do it in my factory. I used to do it with my family. Now, I do it here in the gulag. It's more painful. It's not as comfortable. It comes with a lot of difficulty and challenges. But my core vocation, which is the source of my core dignity, the Soviets didn't take away from me. I served God then every day, and I serve God now every day. I woke up then asking, what is my mission today as God's ambassador in this world? And I wake up today in Siberia and I ask, what is my mission today as God's ambassador in the world? So yes, how I do it changed. What I deal with in terms of the software of my life changed. But in terms of who I am and my vocation, it hasn't changed a thing. And therefore I'm in pain, but I'm not sobbing that I lost everything of my life. What was he essentially saying? There's a difference between going through a journey in which I have to search for things that are lost and yish. Yish means I give up on the idea that I'm a shliach. Yish means I take the money and I say it's mine and I gave up on it. A shliach means I'm the, the divine ambassador to the world. An ambassador of infinite love and light and hope and wisdom and authenticity and redemptiveness. So when I know that, the journey may be a different type of journey. Every day has its own journey. Every person has their own journey. And every period in your life takes you on a different journey. Sometimes I'm on the top of a mountain. Sometimes I'm in a deep valley. But gam ki elich begeitz lo raki imadi. I'm on your journey. You never gave me a right to despair. And you never despaired. It's yours. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.